Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. I have a fantastic show for you today. This is actually the first of a three-part series that we are doing with the Lego education team. Many of you guys know that I am a Lego fanboy. I even have Legos behind me as I do our shows. And for the last couple years, I have been uh, honored to be a member of the Lego uh, Master Teacher Program here. And I've been loving it. We are actually starting, as I said, the first of three different episodes all talking about the great things that are happening with Lego education. And I have a fantastic guest on the show today. I want to introduce Miss Kim Weirman. It is so nice to have you here. Tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, what are you doing these days? Yes, I'm Kim. I'm the director of First Lego League and First Lego League Junior. These are two of four programs by the organization First. And uh, we partner with Lego Education. So we're not a part of them, but we have had a longstanding 20-year partnership with Lego Education to develop these programs. I oversee the team that co-creates them with Lego Education, and each year we work together to create annual challenges that are exciting, get kids interested in, in STEM and STEAM. You know, I'm glad that you you started off that way, and and welcome to the show. It, it is certainly uh, you know great to have you here. We're going to be talking all about First Lego League now. You had mentioned that you guys work with Lego, and I want to open this up because so many people, after they listen to our Lego shows, have these questions about what is Lego education, what does it do, what 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 is happening, and and talk to us a little bit about First. What is First as an organization? First is really a robotics community. We prepare kids for for the future, for life. And we do this through exciting tools such as the Lego products. They're familiar to kids, um, well-known and beloved products. But their their Mindstorms tool, their specific Mindstorms kit is the kit that we use to create these exciting sports-like events and programs. So kids work in teams. And First, as a nonprofit, has been doing this for 30 years. I think we're probably the oldest, longest-running robotics community. Um, We started at the high school level but realized very quickly that if we don't start a little bit younger, we may lose kids when they still have the ability to really learn these crucial skills and also, you know, have confidence in their abilities to do these kinds of STEM programs. Now, you guys have been around for 30 years, so I got to ask here, almost turning, I'm going to admit this, almost turning 40 in a few weeks here, was it (laughs) called STEM education way back when, or what was it called when you guys first started? I'm not sure we can take credit for it, but I will try to take credit for it. Um, I really do believe that we've coined that phrase, that that was something science, technology, engineering, and math that was not at all well-known or popular when we started. So I I do feel like we were pioneers in that area. Our founder, Dean Kamen, partnered, um, you know, 10 years after he started first, he he joined up with with Kel um, from the Lego group, the owners of the Lego company. And they said, you know what, we've got this robotics platform, this Mindstorms platform. Um, We feel like hands-on learning is what you're doing. Let's bring it younger um, and let's start a middle school, elementary school level programming. And then we actually have developed younger um, since then uh, with First Lego League Junior. 
It's it's interesting as we go through these different things. I mean, you're, you're talking about all these different products. I, I want to see if we can first kind of break down for anybody who's not familiar with the product names and the brand names, because many of us know Lego as the retail. Some of us know Lego as the education brand. You had mentioned Mindstorms. How do I know what a Mindstorm kit is? What does it look like? Can I go pick one up at the local store? What, what are Mindstorms? So Mindstorms is a Lego education product. Um, we use the Mindstorms EV3 specifically from Lego education in mm-hmm. our programs. You can buy a retail set, um, but there's a there's a set that's uh, made for the education field, and that's a set that's appropriate for. We use teams of ten, or we actually now are doing this in classrooms, and so kids will work together in smaller groups using this platform. It's a programmable brick. That's what Lego education calls it. So we have our bricks that we build with, and we build robots that do specific missions in our challenges. But this is a programmable brick, so it brings in the coding aspect as well. I I noticed that you're using this word a lot, and I love it. You're using the word teams, and you're using the words classrooms. Why is it important throughout this process, or even, you know, our students today, why is it important that they're learning how to work in a collaborative environment? I mean, that's a life skill um, that everybody needs to to succeed, both in careers and just social engagements. And so when you work in a team, the kids are learning at a very young age now. I have ideas. You have ideas. How do we talk about those ideas? How do we share those ideas and come up with the best idea collectively? How do we communicate about it? And, um, and how do we iterate and innovate around our ideas? And so that's what working together in small groups groups or teams is about. Um, Just like a sports team, every player has a role. Um, We want to expose kids to all those roles on the team, and we want them to learn how to work together as a team. Now, you had mentioned that there's a a, a number of uh, programs here available. If if a teacher out there is looking at this, wanting to know how to start the program in their school, you had mentioned uh, First Lego League and First Lego League Junior. Could you give us a little bit of an idea what what the differences are? So it, both are, um, are Lego-based programs. We partner with Lego Education in developing them. And uh, Junior is obviously a younger version of the first Lego League program. So each year we create a challenge. And depending on the age level, you would participate in one of the two programs. For example, this last year was a space theme. So our first Lego League teams had a, a challenge called Into Orbit. And they had to look at issues with... Um, related to long-term space duration. First Lego League Junior, also space-related, was called Mission Moon. And that's where the kids looked at the different um, things that they would need if they were to live on the moon for a while. What would their moon base look like? And so by giving the kids a real challenge, a real-world problem, we're making science and technology um, real and relevant for them. As a teacher who's looking to get into this, could you talk to me a little bit about the professional development? Is there is there training involved? Is there is it online? I, how, how do I learn how to do this? Or even how do I learn how to pitch this to my, my school district if I want to start one of these programs? So we do provide a lot of support and training, um, both as FIRST, as the nonprofit organization, and also with Lego Education. So, for example, we um, when a school district is, is interested in, in implementing the programs, they can um, get professional development from Lego Education specific to the technology pieces that we're using, the Mindstorms, or in FIRST Lego League Junior's case, the WeDo 2.0. And then they can also get training from FIRST on how do I bring a guided experience to my 
classroom. Um, really exciting kind of breaking news for this season is that First Lego League has created a brand new generation of First Lego League that is very guided. So if you're an experienced teacher, um, you may not follow this prescription step by step, but if you really want to understand and, and touch on things and try it out, you can have a very guided experience as well. Um, it's also meant for the students to be a bit self-guided. So the materials are written, um, a, a team meeting guide for the teacher and an engineering notebook that relates for the students. So the students can use their engineering notebook and guide themselves through this experience. I, I'm sure that there's a cost involved. Could you talk a little bit about what it would take to start up a league? I'm, I, I know with the kit, um, is it one kit per a couple kids or is it one kit per team? How does, how does everything break down financially? So our, our cost breakdown for North America is um, there are two types of, of, uh, ways to deliver first Lego League. You could have an individual competitive team. That might be your after school team, you know, for your club that would consist of 10 kids who would work through an after school program, or maybe maybe they do it during the school day. Um, for that, there's a registration fee of, of $225, and then they would have to have access to a challenge set that is our theme-specific custom Lego set that Lego Education creates with us, um, and that's $75. So really, for about three hundred dollars 10 kids um, can participate what we've just rolled out this year is something called class pack where you would basically deliver the program as a as a full classroom of up to 30 students so you get 30 engineering notebooks and team meeting guides for the teachers and you get two of those challenge sets and that cost of that is is only 595 so for five ninety five Lego or or for the, everything gets sent to the school district and then the the teams work on the challenges. Talk to me a little bit about what that process is. Like what if if I was a an advisor of of a team, what would I be looking for my kids to do? What would a meeting look like? How how would this be structured? So with the with the team meeting guide that we provide to the teachers, it's broken down into 12 90 minute sessions. Now we understand a class period may only be 45 minutes. So it's got some flexibility for the teacher to, to deliver the program how they want. But at the beginning, um, you know, we try very hard to expose the teams to the topic. Um, we try to have builds at every session to keep the kids engaged and interested. So right away, they're going to, um, you know, open up their Lego Mindstorms kit and start with some coding and they're going to start with some building and they're going to talk about what's our team identity. What are we going to call ourselves? And then they're going to start exploring the topic and, and um, exploring the mission model. So meeting one, they might be building their challenge field and a challenge field is their 15 or so mission models that they're going to build as a team. And then they're going to look at what those mission models represent. And they're going to say, Oh, that's something that we might want to research. There's a, there's a, astronaut that needs to get into its space capsule, we may want to um, look at a better spacesuit as, as our team project. So they start collaborating right away from the beginning. They start building and coding right away at each session. So where, where would you put this on, on the scale of, of what's going on in, in school district? Is this like, is this a team sport? Is this, this isn't athletics. This, what would you guys consider this if a school district was looking at, to come up with an acronym for this? So if I were looking at a competitive team of 10 kids, I would call it another team sport 
or an after school club. But it's really more about sport because then I'm gonna I'm gonna get my team ready and we're gonna go and we're gonna compete against other teams in our area. And we may even earn the ability to go on to a, a statewide event and then an international event. So that would be that experience. From the from the classroom's perspective, I really look at it as this is project-based learning at its best. It, it's hands-on, it's interactive, it's engaging. We've even seen evidence of kids, um, the attendance rates going up when they know it's first Lego League day. They're, they're getting their act together and they're getting their teeth brushed and they're getting on the bus on time. And um, and and we're hearing this from parents and from teachers that, that the engagement level is so high because it's so interactive and so engaging. I, I, I love that analogy of, of improving the, the, the dental of your students. Yeah. The league. That is that is awesome. Now, I, I got to say. Uh, I can't uh, make that claim officially. But. No, no. Of, of course, of course, of course, of course. Now, I, I got to say, like in, in doing this over the last couple of years, I've had the opportunity to work with a few different STEM leagues in, in our school district. And, and I love taking the kids to these competitions because they get a chance to be social. They get a chance to present. They get a chance to show off and do all those real world authentic skills. Talk to us a little bit about what a competition would look like um, for First Lego League. You know, it's really different than what you might see in the sports world, and it's different in a very positive way. All of our programs at first are based on a a foundation of uh, what we call our core values, and they're things like gracious professionalism, cooperation. These are the terms that we've coined um, because while they're competing, they're still cooperating and collaborating. They're gracious about it. Um, we've seen, um, you know, so teams are coming together. They've got their pit space. So just, you know, it's kind of their home base where they set up their, you know, their um, branding, um, you know, their team identity, and it's kind of their home base. And then when they're called out to a judging round, they go together as a team, sometimes chanting their cheers or their songs as they're marching to the judging rooms. And they're being judged on their robot design and on their coding and um, also on their project presentation. What innovative idea they've come up with around the theme. And then they might have um, the next hour is their time at the competition table where they're competing on a table against the clock. They've got another team running on the other side of the field because we do have some shared missions and they're competing against their own best time. So they're they're um, it's very exciting where you're you're watching the robot perform tasks and you're seeing the kids get excited and cheer and you're seeing, you know, the agony of defeat and the, you know, the victory cheers. Um, just like you would in any kind of competitive sport. With with that being said, is there a season that you guys do? Is this a fall thing? A win- like when when do you guys when does it start up really? So we will launch the theme globally on August first for this upcoming season. The, the The name of the season is called City Shaper for First Lego League and um, Boomtown Build for First Lego League Junior. So that's launching on on August first. Um, the teams then generally work for you know ten or twelve weeks, uh, sometimes a little bit longer. They'll work through the summer and the beginning of the school year um, and then their first qualifying event will be sometime in the fall and then um, those teams that earn their way on will have a championship event you know in the early winter we culminate with um, with a big international event our first championship um, and that's in April every year we have one in Houston and one in Detroit 
And that's our competition season. The beautiful thing about in- introducing this year the class pack option is it's not season specific. It's really designed whether you're doing this first semester or second semester of the school year. It's building skills. It's exploring a theme. And they may not go to a competition, but they can hold in-school um events and celebrations um, anytime that fits into the school calendar. Do, do you need to be school sanctioned for this to happen? I mean, if my school doesn't offer it, but I run a community center, could I get my, my community involved in this? Absolutely. Uh, we rely very heavily on parents and um, community leaders, community center leaders, Boys and Girls Clubs, Girls Inc. A lot of different organizations will um, will host a team and, and mentor a team and then bring that team on. I myself was a rookie coach this year. Just as a parent, I, I brought some kids together in the neighborhood and and ran a team of kids from a few different schools. Um, I'll say we weren't the strongest team out there, but it, we had a great experience. And um, I'm really looking forward to the to the more guided experience this year because I know I can hand off um, the materials to, to a parent and, and they're able to run a team if there isn't one available for their kids at the school. Talking today to Kim Weirman from the first Lego League, all about how you guys can get your kids engaged and inspired through Lego education and the Lego brick. Um, great stuff today. Kim, I got to ask you, if I was looking for this, where would I go? What, what is the best place that I can go to learn more information? The best place to start is at firstinspires.org. And if you are an educator, you can click on a tab that's specifically for educators. That'll lead you to um, information about our class pack option. Um, there's also contact information if you'd like a little bit of handholding in, you know, how do I bring this into my entire school district? Um, but there's also information there if I want to start a competitive team, if I'm an interested parent or, or a librarian at the local library and I want to bring in some great programming. Um, all of that information is at firstinspires.org. Now, you had mentioned that every year uh, there's a small fee and a registration fee and all those different things. And you said that you, you get the kits with all of that. Next year, when my district is in year number two, I would assume I've already got the Legos. Do I need to purchase more Legos for next year? Like how, how does the long term um, projects look? So the first the, the first year is the heavy lift if you don't already have um a Mindstorm set, so a Lego robot kit, the Mindstorms EV3, or even an older version. Um, that's a one-time reusable every year um, tool that we need. You need a robot um, for the competition. What's unique every year with your registration fee and your kit purchase is that theme-specific kit. Again, it's a custom kit that 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 Lego creates. You can't buy it anywhere else. Um, so it's got our season-specific playing field. It's a mat. It's got the missions for that season. So that's what you would purchase each year. That's about $300. Once you purchase your robots, they're good for several years. And, and when does a school district need to have these decisions? I mean, if I'm, if I'm not going to do competition, can I buy this in December? Just to anytime. Give my, anytime. Yep. Anytime if you're not going to compete. And again, we, we have at the end of the guided experience, if you are doing this in your own school at an off-season kind of timing, um, we have some, some instructions on how you can host an event. So you may do a, 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 an event a competition within three or four classrooms in 
in your school or you might do it with the school next door. Um, there's a lot of different ways. It's very flexible. If you want to compete in the competition season, it's generally, you know, get registered by September, October so that you're ready to compete in the early fall. Mm. I, I would imagine that being around as long as FIRST has, you have some pretty awesome stories about students doing amazing things. Can you think of any story that you might want to share with us that might inspire a student or a school out there to, to take the jump and join FIRST Lego League? What inspired you over the last couple of years through this program? I think what keeps me motivated and what's so inspiring about the programs is is you know, there are so many things in the world that you wish you could correct. There's so many wrongs or so many causes to participate in. And, and what we see with the programs or what I've personally seen is the impact on each individual child. I, I see children who who are afraid to, um, you know, even look the teacher in the eye and speak up now getting up in front of a crowd and presenting um, and having that confidence to just present their ideas. I see um, young women um, especially not having the confidence to code because that's something, you know, the boys might elbow their way in to do. And we really encourage all students on the teams and the materials are written so that everybody experiences each part of the program. We see girls having confidence that, you know, they can code. They're going to become science and technology leaders. And, and there's no one telling them they can't do it. In fact, everyone's telling them they can. And it's a, again, it's a robotics community. And we're creating this supportive environment um, where we are seeing um, kids gain confidence. And I think that's the biggest impact that I see. Yes, we have kids who take their project solution and they go on and they get patents. They start businesses. I mean, we see those those over the top stellar uh, stories come out, and it, it truly is amazing that we have fourteen year olds out there with patents um, on a product that they designed on their first Lego League team. But to me, it's the more day to day, smaller things. Seeing that confidence grow in an individual student, um, seeing um, somebody included in a group and part of a team, it really is. We try so hard to be inclusive, and I, I do think that we've been successful in helping kids feel a part of something bigger. Kim, I want to say, first of all, thank you for your time coming on today. And we want to say thank you to the Legi our, our, our friends at Lego Education for connecting us. I hope you guys found something in this episode useful. Of course, this is going to be the first of three different shows that we do uh, supporting Lego Education and, and First Lego League. Um, Kim, one last time, I'll give you the last word here. If I'm interested, if I'm a parent, if I'm a teacher, if I'm a student, what can I do to become part of this amazing, amazing program? Well, if you're if you're a, a teacher or a parent, I hope that you will take the opportunity to influence your school district and to bring this in so that um, uh, not just the self-selecting parents and students have this opportunity, but that everybody's exposed to um, their own abilities to do a STEM program. So um, start at firstinspires.org, click on the educator tab. And um, if you'd like support, there con there's contact information there where we'll um, support you in, in bringing this to your school district. Um, as a parent, you can always start a team in your own neighborhood. It doesn't take a lot of resources. Um, it's something that many a parent has done on their dining room table. Um, but let's get it into the school so that we can really make a systemic change um, and, and create a, a prepared workforce. 
creating a prepared workforce, making change in our students, authentic learning experiences. Guys, you got to check everything out over at the First Lego League. And again, all the information you can do is over at First Lego League on Twitter or at FirstLegoLeague.org. Kim, one more time, thank you so much for your time today and thank you for joining us on the program. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. And I want to say thank you guys out there for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. As we record this today on July 11th, we are celebrating our eight-year anniversary. And I want to say thank you guys to everybody who has helped me out and supported TeacherCast over the last eight years. There's a lot of great programming that we have over the summertime. I hope you check out everything on TeacherCast.net. And if you're looking for more information, we've got some great channels over there on steam education making your educational podcast educational website or for you tech coaches don't forget every monday we have our ask the tech coach podcast which helps you guys become a better instructional technology integration specialist so on behalf of kim and the lego education team and everybody here in the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students